0: Yeah, but it was uh, definitely like middle school was when it was at its worst. Where I was like, I would be called like, "Oh, you sound like a broken record," or "You sound like you're in a <laughs> in a <laughs> in a massage <laughs> chair."
1: Kids are fucking ruthless. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> bro, it was, it was terrible. Yeah.
1: Welcome back to Other People's Lives. I'm Joe Santagato. I'm Greg Dybeck. For anyone out there that would like to be a guest on our show, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Our email is oplpodcast at gmail.com. Just send us an email and we'll get back to you.
2: Yes, today we're speaking to a young man named Nolan who reached out to us about living with a stutter. His email subject read, living with a stutter, one of the few disabilities that exist as a laughingstock. And he's here today to talk about his journey with a stutter and moments, as he described in his email, where there's so much pain and effort just to say your own name. So, Nolan, we really appreciate you coming on the show to share all of this with us today.
0: Yeah, uh- Thank you so much for having me on. This is awesome.
2: Yeah, of course. So according to your email, you've been stuttering or stammering your entire life. I'm curious if you're able to recall when you first became self-aware of the disability and what some of your initial thoughts and feelings may have been.
0: Sure. Yeah. So um, I don't really remember this too well, but according to my parents, I've been stuttering. Like my stutter first came around when I was in about first grade ish. And um, so the thing with having... Uh, stutter is that there is a strong genetic genetic component to it and um you know it's like when you're a younger kid like that like you may have a harder time saying certain sounds or something so for and with my dad he kind of had his stutter for a little bit like around the same time so it just kind of didn't really raise too many uh raise too many concerns that like it's like oh he'll like it has to only be around for a bit and that'll be fine. Uh, and that's what happened for a bit. I, um, then I, uh, had it for probably about like a school year ish, but it was uh, sometime during second grade. Uh, it came back. Uh, and it was during, I, I, I don't really want to dive like too much in depth as to why, but there was a pretty heavy traumatic thing that had been going around around the time. It was like towards like the end of second grade. Um, and that had caused it to come back. And I have been stuttering like that from that point on. Um, but I, but what I find kind of interesting though, is that I remember being in speech therapy from pretty much like that point on, like (laughs) once a week, I would just go to, go to see a speech therapist of some kind, but I don't remember it being like a thing or it like, like hurting my life or it even like crossing my mind is like. A disability that I may have until like middle school ish. Cause that's when, <laughs> that's when kids started to be like really mean and would like make jokes about it and stuff. And that's when I remember that, like, that's when I have the most looking back on it, like the most vivid mem- 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 memories of having like the most difficulty trying to like speak in class, trying to say my name, trying to read out loud, trying to give like a presentation. And then, um, yeah, just having those problems in class, and I think that's where a lot of the troubles of the stutter really started to show itself. Where it became more than just a speak, more than just a speech impediment. It uh, started to become more. It it, it affected more like my health worth, my self esteem, and just my general view of myself. Because it's like if I had a hard time even just talking to my classmates or just trying to read out loud, just like all the other kids in my class can't. Then it's like it, that. The feeling of like in in incompetency, and you just don't, you aren't able to do things just like just like everyone else can. When I know I'm just as smart, and I'm just as physically able as has anyone else. It's just that I have a problem with speech, and that um how just a speech impediment can have such a (laughs) deep-rooted, deep-rooted negative effect on who you are as a person.
1: Is there specific, uh, words or sounds that are more difficult for you to say, or is it Uh, random?
0: uh, It's pretty random, I would say. Um, there's, I, I think like the one that I point to the most is like a hard vowel sounds so like apple or yeah so like i just take like (laughs) that word for example if you get stuck on that one it's like it kind of gets caught in your throat like you like you're kind of like choke on your own word a little bit so it's like (laughs) apple right and it's like really hard to like push the air through it um so i think those i probably have the most challenge with so like apple or like any other I don't know what other word you would call it, but like a harder vowel sound. I think I probably have the most trouble with. And uh, besides that, I think it it just kind of depends on the the situation at hand.
2: Yeah, I was going to ask that about triggers. Like, do certain scenarios, uh, like other than just words or sounds themselves, like certain scenarios uh, kind of increase the stutter?
0: Yeah, so just I've... um, I've found that over time that, um, if I'm stressed or if I'm pretty hungry or if I don't get enough sleep or just anything that would like tip me off of my regular, um, homeostasis, I guess that, uh, will tend to make it worse throughout the day. And then there's also like, um, or just like, um, what, uh, you had saw before uh, we had gotten the call, it's like a first impression Well, and talking on the phone are probably two of the worst runs for me. Um, because they can be kind of challenging. Cause with uh first impression, it's like the stress of like, oh, I have to give my name. I'm not so great at giving my name. what, what will this person think of me? Oh, how they laugh at me, will they have like a worser kind of opinion? And then I and then I have to explain to them, oh, I have a stutter, and then it becomes like a whole thing. And so the just having that having that kind of fear. And then I think just talking on the phone just comes from um, it's harder, it's like you um, I don't know. it's like you it's harder to replicate that uh that uh face to face interaction, so it's kind of harder to like read what the other person is like trying to say, and it's harder to like communicate that you have a stutter when on their end it it it'll just sound like you when like on their end it doesn't sound like a stutter. it just sounds like you're just having a hard time saying what you're saying, like they mm-hmm. don't connect that it's a stutter, but if you were to see my face when I started, it's pretty clear. Oh, he has a speech impediment. Uh, so those two, and I think, um, I'm trying to think what else, um, Oh, giving like, uh, giving like my name or trying to like, uh, give my code order, like at a restaurant, or if I were to get like, the t- number three, or if I'm at like, or I, or say like, I want the steak or something like those can also be pretty hard too.
1: Do you, can you, do you know when you are about to stutter? Like, is it something that you can physically feel or is it just happening sort of like in real time and you can't really tell, you know, when it's going to be, when, when it's about to happen?
0: Yeah. Um, with cases like my name or I'm like at, restaurant or something I can like feel t- attention in my body like already because it's just like oh I've done this so many times now I know it's just like I can feel it coming up but like just then when I got stuck on the word food I didn't know that that was coming like that just kind of happened um, so it 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 uh, it is both just depending on what's going on
2: hmm. and you mentioned self-worth earlier can you describe the feeling when you know that you're about to enter Uh, maybe social scenario where people are going to find out that you're stuttering for the first time because a lot of your email was about that too just sort of the self-worth I think doom and gloom as you put it and how much it can affect your social life so what are the emotions that are sort of building up before you enter one of those scenarios
0: Um, it's just a lot of anxiety kind of thing so it's like Imagining like you're giving a talk for a bunch of people and that dread and like that kind of like second guessing of yourself like oh dude do, do I look good do I even know what I'm talking about oh I I it, like you like start to have those like ooh, 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 second doubts it's kind of like that but more on like a personal level I guess so if, like I just say that like I meet a new person or something and they just say hey my name is blah blah. blah that's yours. It's like already like in that moment, I know I have to give my name and it's so hard for me to say like, hi, my name is Nolan. And it's usually like pretty obvious. And it's like, I, most times the other person doesn't like know how to respond. Cause it's like, it's, it's pretty rare, like to have a stutter. Um, so to tell you, to, to tell you to try to make a joke about it and be like, ha whatever. And it's like having, it's like being constantly reminded at every turn that you, have a disability with your speech and that there's no turning away from it and you have to re-explain it and you're reminded of it all because it's like you can't get away from talking you know like that's like the basis of communication has like just talking about your life that like you have to speak like you have to talk um yeah so it 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 just kind of like that like home and gloom thing that i have brought up before it's like you feel that dread. And it's like, Oh my God, not again, that you just have to go through. And then you're just like reminded of the, the, the part of yourself that you're the most ashamed of.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, and also you mentioned that you've been like dealing with this for a while, uh, and you know, you were doing speech therapy. Did you find that that was helpful? Like, was it, uh, worse at one point and now it's kind of getting a little better or is it just kind of been the same the entire time?
0: Oh, has definitely gotten like way better, like way better over time. Like I'd say like at my worst, it was probably like in middle school, probably like sixth, seventh, eighth grade was when I was at my worst, where I felt like I couldn't say, I like, I couldn't complete a thought without being stuck on a word. Um, but now there are like even days or are like, I can go like up to a week at times where I like forget that I have a stutter. Um, and it's just like, I have learned that in those cases, it, it, it it's usually times where like i feel good and i like feel confident i feel cool and it's like i don't personally identify with the stutter in such a weird way where it's like kind of goes on the back burner but as soon as i'm like reminded of my speech impediment and i'm reminded of the like social dread and the like oh i'm scared of what this person will think of me then host starts then host thoughts start to creep back in a little bit and then i and through the through those doubts is when i start to start to stutter more.
2: Mm -hmm. And you mentioned, you know, maybe bullying or people making fun of you because of your stutter. Is that something that you have experienced pretty frequently throughout your life?
0: Uh, It it definitely stopped probably like towards the back end of high school. Cause at that point I just like had good enough friends that didn't really care that, um, care about my my high speech impediment, but like, it'll still, it'll still come up from time to time where like a friend will like make a lighthearted joke or something with like, n- I, like, I know they had like no ill intent to like actually like hurt me in some way, but it's like, I need to have that conversation with them and be like, Hey, you're all good. But that definitely like crossed a line for me. Um, yeah. But it was uh, definitely like middle school was when it was at its worst where I was like, I would be called like, Oh, you sound like a broken record or you sound like you're, in a in a in a massage chair it would be like but benny and the jets like like all those they like pre- like pretty much whatever would be like just thrown at me just to like just to hurt my feelings i guess or something
1: yeah kids are fucking
2: ruthless <laughs> no, bro, it was, it was terrible yeah <laughs> that's horrible oh how, how were you able to get past that you know at that time or, or did it really have an effect on you
0: um I stopped being friends with them <laughs> at some point I think that was just kind of the line that it broke. and like what I think honestly like I at the time I didn't even realize the effect that it was having on me because like they were my friends and I was like 12 13 whatever and I just saw like oh these are my friends and we we're just like making fun of each other and it's like oh it's all good but then I didn't even realize I was probably like 17 18 I was like wow that had a profound effect on how I view myself Mm -hmm. and my relationship with my stutter in such a negative way um yeah I mean like over time you do have to develop like a kind like a uh uh you kind of have to develop a toughness to it in some way where it's like I know if I raise my hand in class or something right that like if this is the first time I'm speaking for this group of people or or just the first time I get caught on the word like the 20 30 people in the classroom will be like oh what was that and like I'm aware of that or or at least like those are the thoughts that are going on in my head like maybe not that many people like actually care but um having that sensitivity to it of like oh man I hope they don't view of me as lesser like you kind of have to navigate those emotions in a way. Cause it's like, if you're so scared of other people's opinions of you in that way, then you'll never talk ever. And at some point you're going to have to overcome that fear a little bit. Um,
1: did, the, did you ever go through a period of time where that was like kind of how you dealt with it, where you're like, you know what, I'm just going to talk less. But then eventually you're kind of like, well, fuck that. I'm not going to let these people sort of silence me. I'm going to just do my thing.
0: Yeah. I, I, I want to say it was like, um, middle school early half of high school i think looking back on it was like i really started to like it was, i i i put together that whenever i spoke i got teased for it and i got made fun of for it so if like you repeat that loop over and over again of like i would talk and then i would be made 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 fun of Then like eventually i'm just going to start to talk less um i'm um that said though i am really i am really (laughs) happy for having um a um like my my family has been nothing but kind and supported for me the whole time so i i was able to get like a break away from like the high school environment and all that but um yeah like i think it really really hit me like pandemic era where I like getting that back step away from everything and like, wow, I just am not my relationship with speaking and talking just throughout my day-to-day life is just not healthy right now. And like having that (laughs) realization has led me to have a way healthier view of where my speech is at.
2: That's amazing to hear, honestly. Uh, I'm curious too, you know, you just talk about these people. And I guess that just comes with age. Like sometimes you just realize your friends or the people you think are your friends are just ignorant idiots and you kind of (laughs) just cut them out and move on and circles become smaller. And, um, it's, it's, you know, healthy to realize that sometimes. Uh, but it's, it's crazy. Like obviously middle schoolers can be ruthless, like Joe said, and I'm sure, you know, the big misconception is someone hears you stutter and maybe relates it to your cognitive ability. And like you said in the beginning, like, you know, you're just as smart as anyone and just as capable. It's literally just a speech impediment. Are there any other misconceptions around stuttering that you've come across?
0: Um, yeah, so that's definitely a big one for sure. And that's one that will hurt the most where I, it was like my most recent job interview I had. Um, I had stuttered twice on my name and the school that I go to now. And I could just like see the person doing the interview, like his eyes just kind of gloss over and him just like zone out. Cause he just like immediately just like lost it, like lost his patience and just lost his attention to me of just like, oh, I don't really care about this anymore. And like having having that like opinion reflected back at you in such an obvious way, like that definitely hurts um a lot. I think um I think one of the ones that I see being asked about a lot is it's like say you are my friend and we're like out and about and i get stuck on trying to say something like should you try to say the word that i'm getting stuck on to like help me out or should you not and i think that's like uh i i think people who don't stutter who have like a person in their lives that does like they don't really know what to do because like on the one hand like you see my face and my body gets so tensed up and I'm like really having a hard time or like, I may have a really hard time trying to say a word, but at the same time you don't want to like interfere on it. And you feel like you might be like overstepping your bounds a little bit. Um, And to that, I'd say it kind of just depends person to person. A lot of the time, like some people don't mind, some don't, but the general conception is that to not to, to just let the person ride it out and to just try to build the kind of independence, I guess, to be able to like, I need to work through my words. And, to, and for someone to like interrupt me to like say the word that I'm getting stuck on, it's kind of like hooking down on me in a way and trying to like treating me as not a whole person. You know, um, I'm, uh, I'm trying to think of any other misconception, but I, I think that that's the big one that is asked of us
2: a lot. We know that staying hydrated and drinking water is a huge part of a healthy lifestyle, but did you know that it's also important to consider the quality of water that we're drinking? I was shocked when I learned that research by the Environmental Working Group found that virtually every home in America has harmful contaminants in its tap water. AquaTrue makes cutting edge water purifiers, which remove more than 80% of the contaminants found in your tap water. And we're talking about things like chlorine and lead and just not things that you want to be drinking. And AquaTrue removes 15 times more than the ordinary pitcher filters that you can find online or pretty much in any supermarket. Plus, AquaTrue has a sleek design that looks great in any home or apartment And the water tastes amazing, better than expensive bottled water. Even your pets will know the difference in the water that they drink if you use AquaTrue. So kick off summer with a new healthy habit by going to AquaTrue.com and using the code OPL at checkout to save 20% off your AquaTrue purifier today. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U dot com and enter code O-P-L at checkout to save 20% on any AquaTrue purifier today. And each purifier comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and it also makes a great gift for someone. So save today with code O-P-L at checkout.
1: Yeah, and how has how this uh, sort of affected you know different buckets of your life like uh you know like dating for instance has that been has this been like sort of make it like much more difficult
0: oh it it it, it totally makes it like way harder because like i think like every dude has like fear in the back of their head of like if they try to like try to approach a girl or they just try to like put their shot or whatever that um that he'll get hijacked And that fear of like, Oh, but what if she turns me down or whatever? And like, I think that that's a completely normal thing to have, but it's like, with the speech impediment, it goes an extra layer deeper than that of like, I may be like laughed at in my face just cause it's like, hi, I'm Nolan. And I just had a hard time getting that out. And just like having, like having that confidence to like, still do it anyways is like still really hard and that's like definitely an avenue where i have the most trouble with um, um and then for job interviews too um that that's also uh, a big one too um where you where you can you may be like you you may be like perfectly qualified and you may like hit all the right notes but because it takes you longer to like get your thoughts out you may be viewed at like kind of back onto your point that it's like you it 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 can be almost reflected negatively on your cog, cog, cog cognitive abilities that um it just automatically puts you at like a bad 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 perception of those um that you may be trying to like impress or something,
2: yeah, and yeah, you know, it seems like you've come a long way since the middle school days that we've discussed in, I can't think of a better phrase than finding your voice, but have, um, would you say now at this stage that, you know, you have a generally positive outlook on things and that you're, you know, pretty, pretty hopeful all around?
0: Yeah. Like, um, I'm in college now and I, I, i i i de- I definitely look back on um where I was at before and i like I still feel that confidence to like do that job interview anyways and to like oh to raise my hand in class anyways and to give that, that presentation uh, and to like not not to identify with it that much and to not have that constant doom and gloom hose me view of like oh, I can't do it oh, I, it's like, oh, I like, I have a, it, it'll be like so much harder for me. But it's like, I think it's really important to, to, to work on your speech. You need to accept that you have a stutter. And I think that that's like the biggest kind of hurdle that a lot of people who have a stutter, like that's like the biggest thing. Because it's like your immediate reaction is to fight against it. Right? Like, why do I have this? Why me? Why is it so much harder? And you like try to fight against your stutter but having that inner conflict with yourself where you're like every social interaction, it's like, it's just such a, such a conflict in your head of like, what can I say? Like, Oh, I might get stuck on this word. So instead of saying conflict or like inner conflict, I might say like inner turmoil instead. And like you like swap your words out mid sentence and all that. And like, that can just be so exhausting. And I, from what I found, it's just, it's only after, accepting that you do have a stutter in speaking anyways is that that's when the breakthrough in speeches and it's and it, it and it's actually really interesting too because i think i mentioned in the email that i did hypnosis for my stutter and that was such a crazy breakthrough for me because like it didn't cure it obviously but it's like um i was after my third session of it i remember i like came out of the hypnotic trance of it and i i like Felt this like lightness in my chest and in my body that I had never felt before, and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't stutter anymore. I'm cured." I'm like, "Oh my god," and it like it, it kind of is like this mind over matter thing in a weird way because it's like me talking just this past bit. I I I haven't got stuck once, you know, but mm-hmm. like there are other times where I did. So it it just all kind of depends. But then um, after that, I uh, t- I, I I had like a two hour high. Uh, Right after I, I came out of the trance Like yeah I'm the king of the world yeah And then I took a nap And then when I woke up it was like back again
2: <laughs> <laughs> Shit <laughs> is, is Is stuttering something that you can Eradicate completely
0: Um I I don't think so But there are people There are a lot of A lot of famous people who stutter that you wouldn't even know stutter like um i think i i think that steve harvey has been like the the, the, the most vocal about Mm -hmm. his and it's like you see him do his uh do his shows or whatever and and you wouldn't even know that you wouldn't you wouldn't even know that he has a stutter but i i would i would i would suspect that there might be like certain times where like it might be so rare but it might happen where he will get stuck on a word again um so I, I don't think it's something that can be like cured or completely gotten rid of, but there can mm-hmm. definitely be a point where like you are just as fluent as any other person. Cause it's like your average person will get stuck on their words from time to time. You know, it's not like, it's not like a black and white thing where you're either perfectly fluent or you're not. You know, like a, a, a lot of people get caught up on their words like all the time. So like I think there can get to a point with your stutter where you can reach that point. Um, but I don't think it is something that can be like, perfectly like cleansed out of you or
2: something. Mm -hmm, Yeah. I know Joe Biden is a famous example as well. Um, I know you listed in your email to Ed Sheeran, Emily Blunt, Samuel L. Jackson. I've heard those names before too. So yeah, that's, that's super interesting.
1: I've never even noticed that any of these people uh, had a stutter. That's, that's interesting. I was actually going to ask you that too, if, you know, you're kind of optimistic that with the progress that you've made so far with therapy that if you think, you know, in five years from now or in 10 years from now, that it would be sort of almost unrecognizable.
0: Yeah. I think that that's the trajectory that it's going. Um, which is really crazy to like think. Cause like after all this time, like I've just like, I just associated it like as a part of me, in a way where I just like, I can always expect that like, Hey, I might have like a few good days in a row or like a really good week, but I eventually will crash down and like, I'll have it again. But it's like the, my fluency that I've had now is like way better than it was like a year, two, three, four or five years ago. And, um, the track that I'm going, it's definitely, I feel pretty hopeful that it's going to reach that point, but it's also important to note that not everyone is at that same point. Like there are people who have, that their speech impediments way worse than mine. And I'm sure that you guys have heard that it's like, um, there, uh, a lot of men will hire an escort or something and just only want to talk because it's like, that's like their only place where they can actually like talk to a human being without, without having that, (laughs) having that kind of just like, um, constant, social pressure on them because it just takes them way longer to, uh, get a word out or, uh, or whatever it may be.
2: Yeah, no, totally, man. But we, we, we really hope that it gets there for you. Uh, but it is just so inspiring to hear. And it's such a win to even get to the place that you're at now, you know, that just the day-to-day communication and, you know, not feeling, That embarrassment or feeling that shame and just pushing forward to, you know, raise your hand, answer the question, go on the job interview and, you know, get over those sort of daily hurdles is just incredible. I think that's something that we all deal with. Honestly, it's just it's as simple as worrying about how others perceive us. And you've sort of had that extra obstacle in your life. And to, you know, get to that point where you have that self confidence, that self worth. It's just truly incredible to hear
0: yeah uh, thank you so much for all the kind words like i highly appreciate it and it's it it took a long long time of just uh practicing what i had learned in speech therapy and uh trying all kinds of other alternative speech therapy things just to see what worked and what didn't and um just trying to pump trying to put myself out there um yeah no and like you are totally right too that like most people feel that same kind of way and like rates of, rates of, um, homeliness are on the rise, like so hard. And it's like, everyone, I think to their own degree has their fear of being perceived and being judged and like the fear of putting themselves out there just to be met with shit back. Right. Um, yeah. So I think that the, uh, what the stutter has taught me is that more of a universal, I, 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 or it can be more of a universal, Thing like uh you had kind of brought up which is still even crazy to me that like um like i get it i get it i get into those moods where i like i look back on myself and like wow i really was unhappy for a long time um and to be able to like pretty confidently put that behind me is just like su- such a gratifying thing for sure
1: Do you have like any advice for anyone who may be listening who's kind of going through the same thing? I know you talked a lot about like the sort of like social, the social pressure that it sort of like puts on you and you know, how you can kind of get down on yourself. But, uh, you know, is there any sort of advice that you would give to anyone that, uh, be going through a similar situation?
0: Yeah. Um, I would say, um, one thing I'd say is to just, I mean, it's going to sound so cliche, but to just never hip up on yourself and to understand that like you with work and with patience and with a lot of low moments, you can really work on it. And also, I think it's really important too to find your people, because while I had my family and I have a load of amazing friends that I have now. It's, I, I know for sure I was at certain points where I didn't have that many people in my corner. I know there's a lot of people out there who don't have, who are in that same kind of boat where they just don't feel that comfort to be themselves without the fear of their speech impediment. Um, so, like, even if it's just like joint, like I am part of the, uh, there's a subreddit and a Discord server that I'm in for, um, for having, i stutter and those crowds are just so nice and understanding because, like, they have lived through it too, you know. And to be able to like have a place to vent and have a place to talk to, or and to even like have a place where you can like practice talking with other people, and you all can like get into a group and all practice your speaking skills together. It's um, I I think my biggest piece of advice is to just make those connections happen and to kind of desensitize your body from the stress that you feel or or like for for example like the stress that i feel when i have to give my name like that's a thing that i can practice and like even like last week i just like walked around and i just like i just like hey i'm doing a speech therapy exercise do you mind if i give you my name real quick and for the first person i did that with i was shitting bricks bro like that was fucking terrifying to be like oh, not only am i approaching like a stranger but now it's like hey i have a speech impediment i just like throw all this all them but like everyone i did that with was just so kind and understanding um and to be like oh yeah of course i was like hi my name is nolan and then i also get my last name too um and they were like wow hi nolan nice to meet you my name is roy or like you know um and i was like wow it's like most people most people can be good if given the opportunity and host people who like laugh and they are a dick about it probably are just (laughs) probably just (laughs) Mm -hmm. Misinformed informed people who just don't have anyone in their life who has who has who has a speech impediment so they just don't know that it's even a thing that even is a disability you know um yeah so okay so yeah so (laughs) my advice would be to just like find your crowd and to try to push yourself in ways to to not let the like doom and gloom of like oh no i can't do anything to like try to fight that off as Mm -hmm. best you can
2: yeah that amazing dude the fact that you push yourself to do that too and just go talk to strangers that's crazy that's like that would that would be hard for anyone um, wow amazing man i mean this this whole conversation has been super informative and just really uplifting and yeah i mean we're rooting for you on this journey uh but it's just amazing to hear that you're in a good place and i think that advice will go a long way to a lot of people listening uh, whether they struggle with speech impediments or not i think find your people is huge you know finding that community finding the people and you know what you touched on earlier shedding the people who clearly aren't your people uh, it's not always easy but important part of life sometimes so we honestly just can't thank you enough for coming on being vulnerable you know sharing all these uh details all these emotions we really really appreciate it and uh, we know that this is going to help a lot of people
0: yeah i mean uh thank you so much for having me on um this was a really cool experience too because i to be completely honest i approached this kind of as a way to practice my speech skills when talking on the phone because it's like not only is this talking on the phone not only why i have to make a first impression but i'm talking to people that i've been a fan of for at least a few years now you know and to like work on de um, decondi- or reconditioning my body to not be so tense in those things i uh, i am really grateful and and then even outside of that too i'm really grateful to have the opportunity to uh speak on what it's like to have a stutter and to uh to help advocate for people who do have speaking uh, disabilities and also to just the people that just have a hard time connecting with other people like that, that like like you said that that's just such a big thing right now that a lot of people are having a hard time with um right now and it's really and i think it's just a really important um thing to help fight for for sure
1: Yeah, dude. Well, thank you for coming on again. Like Greg said, I think this is definitely going to, you know, the best part about the show, usually with things like this, too, that you don't really like think about. Because like you said, it's pretty uh, like rare. And, uh, you know, now more people will just have awareness, you know, like and and will be a little more thoughtful if they are, you know, approached by someone uh, with a stutter or something like that. So uh, we appreciate you coming on. And uh, yeah, man, thank you. We hope you enjoy the rest of your day.
0: Yeah,
2: you hear it guys. All right, man. Have a good one.
0: Yeah, you too.
2: Bye. Bye. Well, if he was using that as practice, I would say he did an amazing job yeah. on that phone call. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah, I feel like at a
1: certain like, I don't you don't even, I feel like I could not, like already, I feel like I don't really hear it. Mm-hmm. sorry my dog is scratching his face but um yeah you don't really like hear it after a while you're just kind of like whatever and he's also very well spoken uh and you can tell that sometimes he gets caught on certain words but i mean that is just like a fascinating thing to me to think about that like you it's almost like not having control over like a function that you would take for granted you know mm-hmm. if you if you don't deal with it um but just like having to try really hard to get certain words out randomly like you don't know when it's going to happen like that's wild
2: yeah it that i mean that is something we take for granted for sure every day but yeah it's just it's amazing to me speaking to people like him where it just it feels so random you know it's like why like why nolan like why does nolan stutter and why don't we stutter and it's it's just something that you know, and he obviously had his moments and it's understandable that can get you so down and that can make you just feel like a victim of this thing. Uh, But the extent he's gone to, to just find that confidence in himself, to put himself in situations like going up and talking to strangers, it's, it's just amazing. He just has such an extra hurdle to get over with something that's so you know, simple for so many of us just saying our name, communicating, meeting someone for the first time. Uh, and yeah, just like I told him, it's just inspiring to hear, you know, what, what he's doing and he's just, he's finding all of that strength within himself despite that disability to just improve this and, and, and you know, just make it work and, and fit his lifestyle and not let it become his identity. So I just, I love those conversations so much.
1: Yeah, and like I I didn't really think about it until he started talking about it, but uh you know, obviously like kids are pretty ruthless, they'll make fun of you for fucking everything. Uh and something like speech is interesting because he can control it, and that's and he controls it by just not talking. And that's such like a vital part of life, you know, to mm. be able to communicate with people and you know, that's how you know, that's just part of it like a huge part of it when you think about it but to fight you're gonna like fight the urge to talk or like you're less inclined to talk because you know that people are gonna hold it against you or whatever like that's a hard thing to kind of overcome especially when you're in sixth grade like to to get to where he is now and you know working on it and you know with therapy and optimistic about the fact that like one day maybe you won't even notice that he has a stutter uh that's all really cool but, you know, we appreciate him coming on. For anyone else that would like to be a guest on our show, reach out to us. Our, our uh, email is oplpodcast at gmail.com. Just send us your story and uh, we'll get back to you.
2: Yeah, follow us on uh, Instagram, TikTok at oplpodcast. You could head over to Patreon.com slash show as well. And uh, that is all that we have for you this week. Yep. See you guys next time.